the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good smoky morning to you. If you got them, smoke them or just go outside. There he is. <laughs> I love smokers when they laugh. Emphysema is funny. Don't get me wrong. Big event coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'll love you tomorrow. Rotary Summit Center, 930 to 1130. CFP Chad Burton is going to be doing an event called Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar. No one loves to plan taxes, but it's super important if you want to get ahead. And with our economy, you don't think about getting ahead right now because everything's all good. But that's the time to start squirreling it away. CFP Chad Burton, how are you? Doing well, thank you. People could sign up for the event by going to newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. We're going to be talking taxes and transitioning your portfolio and which accounts to draw from, minimizing taxes and retirement income. We don't think about that because like, when things are good, you're just like, hey, I'm going to work. I'm going to get a paycheck. And a lot of people don't even look at their paycheck. And if you looked at your paycheck, you'd be angry at how much taxes you pay. So therefore, you'd be happy if you paid less taxes. And one of the questions you know, you're going to answer tomorrow is how to pay less taxes on your income. So that's tomorrow, 930 to 1130. People could sign up at com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. It's the end of the year. We're thinking Thanksgiving. Then it's just a run to Christmas. And that's a good time to get paperwork done because I know we're not getting a lot of work done at the office, you know? Well, yeah, especially... <laughs> You're getting a lot of work done at the office, but I'm not getting a lot of work this done at the office because I'm on Amazon shopping for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, the year-end. I'm, I'm always the guy on you know Christmas Eve shopping because the year-end for... Financial planning companies is very busy. Yeah. You know, very busy. The stuff that you've tell, told people to do all year long, it all comes right down to the last month and a half. Ain't that great. Yep. So what are you telling people right now? What should they be funding? What should they be pulling money out of? What should they be sending to the IRS? What What's on your agenda? Well, the biggest thing is, I mean, the only accounts that you need to make sure are funded before year end uh-huh. are your 401k. Okay. Right? You've got to look at your paycheck, and if you turned... If you're going to turn 50 by the end of the year, so maybe your birthday's on December 31st, you now have that catch-up contribution you can make, even though you're 49 today, if you're going to be 50 by the end of the year, instead of 18.5, you can get 24.5 in. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you might need to look at your paycheck and say, wow, I need to defer 100% of my next, you know, two pay periods or something to get that money in. And you might say, well, then what do I live off of? Hopefully I have some other accounts that you can live off of in the meantime. And just to show you how important it is to look at your paycheck, there was one year that um, we were funding our 401k, and for some reason, mine turned off. And at the end of the year, I looked at it, and I had given nothing to my 401k. It was a lost year. And it made me sad because I didn't look at my paycheck. I was just, I was busy. You know how many people have done that, though, Rob, with, I, I've got to get into the Bay Area home. I've got to get in the Bay Area home. So they stopped funding their 401k so they okay. could afford to get in. Got it. And I'll turn it back on later after I qualify for the loan or whatever it may be. And they forget. And then you give up on free money, yeah. a match from your employer. And that's devastating to your retirement. You've got to get that free money. It's 
very, very sad. So, um, which, what accounts are we looking at? What, like, what do we tend to forget other than the 401k? Well, the other one, too, is that a lot of companies are bringing back this after-tax contribution, uh-huh. this mega backdoor Roth IRA that I've been talking about. Okay. Yeah. So, a lot of people don't realize it, but there's, if, if you're, let's say you're 50 and you're yeah. really trying to catch up for retirement and you have that, you know, limit of 24-5, you can get in pre-tax. Uh-huh. Then you've got an employer match, but the total that can actually go into a defined contribution plan like a 401k is 61000 at that age. So some plans like our clients at Apple, Cisco, Microsoft can put in after-tax contributions and then turn around and immediately convert that to the Roth side of the 401k. So it's like this huge Roth IRA that you can get. I think Apple's limited to like 10% of pay or maybe that's Cisco, one of the two, but um, you might be able to get more money socked into the 401k on the Roth side, growing tax-free for the rest of your life. And so the 401k is really the only thing that you got to say, I got to get this funded by the end of the year. Well, I guess the HSA plan, that's another one. If you're, if you're looking at that right now, a lot of people are going through open enrollment for their healthcare plans. A lot of people don't understand what HSAs are. Yeah. It's a super Roth IRA for healthcare. It's the only plan that you have that if you put money in, you get a tax deduction. Right. And when you take the money out, it's tax-free as long as it's used to pay for healthcare expenses. Now, you know, I've got four kids and athletes and stuff like that. And, and it's not quite right for me because right. we tend to go through, I mean, my doc, my, my daughter's gone for a sprained ankle and thought she broke her toe okay. already in the last month. So we would have eaten up that HSA money pretty quick. But for those that have that hardly ever go to the doctor or empty nesters, and they're trying to fund more for retirement, they don't go, you know, get a high deductible plan, put money into that HSA get a tax deduction, and then later when you retire, you can pull that money out to pay for Medicare Part B, supplemental insurance, long-term care insurance. It's it's a great plan. Now, before we go on, I want to teach your daughter a, a, a math lesson. So when she sprained her ankle, let's just say she sprained her toe, broke her toe. Right. So she's, she's going to soak it in ice is the idea. So teach her this. It's, it's advanced, what is it, calculus? Sine is equal to opposite over hypotenuse. Cosine is equal to adjacent over hypotenuse. Tangent is equal to opposite I think that's over... It's been a while, but I think that's trig. Tangent is equal to opposite over adjacent. You still remember That's this? my Indian name, Sokotoa. <laughs> that's how I remembered things. I came up with Indian names. Wow. So Sokotoa, S-O-H. Anyway, um, so you, um, I'll drop your daughter right now at this point in time. <laughs> you said that we contact clients all year long, and you basically have to contact them at the end of the year. How do you know to do that? How do you know they, they did it or didn't do it? Are you spying oh, on their, their... Well, as a firm, we, any firm that does anything has to use a good CRM. CRM. So it's client it's record software. management, CRM, contact record management, whatever you want to call it. But it, so we have this thing in our firm that says it doesn't happen unless it happens in juncture, right? It's it, every oh, that's awesome. client action is documented. It's assigned to somebody. It, it's, it's got dated of notes and when it's completed. So we can always go back in time. So everything gets assigned to somebody. So, um, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen in juncture. I was going to get you CFP, um, psychic extraordinaire shirt for Christmas, but now I'm going to get you, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen in juncture. If it doesn't no, happen, it, happens, it doesn't happen. It, 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 does, it, it doesn't happen. I'll go back to the super psychic thing. <laughs> We're saying that backwards, but that's okay. So the big event coming up tomorrow, uh, 930 to 1130. Probably makes sense that people show up at nine. Grab a cup of coffee, chat with CFP Chad Burton. But I write the speech from 9 to 9.30, so don't don't bug me. But there's going to be other CFPs there, too. Oh, that's true. Okay. Dan will be there. Uh, 
Mark will be there. Ryan will be there. So people can get, it's a good time. To, it's like a, it's not a kissing booth, but it's a f- information booth kind of thing. People can talk to them. Sure. Yeah. Bring, bring the question. So uh, big event tomorrow, Rotary Center in Rotary Summit Center in San Jose. What a location. What a beautiful location. Beautiful, easy parking. It's indoors. There's air filters. So you're not going to be breathing in the smog. But if you do want to bring a gas mask, we highly encourage it. Um, nothing, <laughs> nothing like a whole bunch of air tanks in uh, the audience to distract me. So um, you can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. While there, is there any downloadables that people can get to kind of get a good idea of what they're expecting tomorrow so they could kind of come to the event with something in hand? Um, yeah, there's a 10, <clears throat> excuse me, for the morning event, there's a 10 pillars retirement income planning. So it's 10 key things you need to have a specific plan for. There's how long will my money last? So I'll go over both of those at the event. Okay. Um, we have a whole bunch of new downloadables that are coming up soon on the new site that's going to be launched. But um yeah, it's. Th- I think those are the two key ones for the morning. And then the afternoon event, we're going to have a handout, and it's called the 15 things you can do before you hire a financial advisor. 15 things you can do before So it's 15 okay. steps you take before you need to pay anybody to help you yeah. build a financial base. Okay. I mean, it's... Um, and people that kind of walk through this, they know once they get to the point where they actually need to pay for the financial planning advice, or they get to the point on their portfolio, they, they don't want to do it anymore and they want to turn it over. So this is, we're, we're really helping people build the base with this. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. The United States stock market has been an incredible tool to build wealth through the years, through my lifetime. I wish I had started earlier. I wish I had put more in. I wish I didn't spend money on a girlfriend that didn't become the wife or spend too much money. I grew up in, a, I guess, a little bit of sadness where I thought money equals love or fun things equals better couple. And in my 20s, I probably spent a little bit too much trying to impress. Now, I don't wear the same socks every day or the same underwear, but I do wear jeans and a hoodie a lot. Not because of Mark Zuckerberg. I'm no... I'm no suck up to Zuckerberg, but things have been a lot simpler and I save money that way. So I would say, since the market has been such a great tool of building wealth in my lifetime, you got to look at it the other way too and say, what if the pendulum swings the other way? What if for a couple years, corporate debt issues or um, what happens with our government and trade with China or things along those lines? Like what's happening right now with Trump, I could tell you. Back in the day, Reagan was very strong. He was a very strong American leader, and he was very much so about America. And uh, going to Europe was tough because they're like, your, your president bombed a, you know, a Lebanon and like took out an orphanage. And they're like, why? <laughs> uh, it was tough to go. So things do swing back and forth. Speaking about swinging, CFP Chad Burton, how are you? Good. <laughs> How's the wife doing? I don't know where you're going with that, but... He does. He's not a swinger. But um, is there any? Should we worry about the market swinging the other direction for a long period of time? No. You know what? These stories are. They come and go. Yeah. I mean, we've we. I don't think we're at debt levels anywhere near like we had in two thousand seven and eight. Yeah. A lot of that debt got you know pushed over into the government, and then you know we had low rates for way too long, and companies. They got addicted, right? Well, you have a son that went to college this year. And right. You're seeing how much that costs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to pursue a career that is pretty well-paying. He's got a 
dad with a good head on his shoulders, but do you see like some of his friends like who are English majors? Are you like worried that they're paying the same tuition and the job market for English majors is probably not as healthy? I don't allow him to hang out with English majors. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. I'm kidding. But are you, all, my sister's a teacher, so I can't, I can't, uh, are you at all worried her. that like, is that a good investment? How much money you're pumping into his college? Well, yeah. I mean, you, first of all, you got a little, little scholarship and at Texas Tech where I went, you get, if you get a scholarship, you get into in-state tuition day one. Is that right? Yes. And a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. My, a, a college uh, career counselor that I know didn't realize that either. And so that's a huge benefit. Is that all colleges or just Texas Tech? Just Texas as far as I know. That's very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he was looking at, he's in the personal financial planning degree program, which, you know, super high demand. All the kids had jobs before they graduated last year out of this program. And, um, so high demand job. Yeah. And we were looking at five other colleges that had the program. Okay. But he didn't, you know, pound the pavement enough on scholarship applications. So I didn't even take him to look at San Diego state where he got accepted to, cause I'm not going to pay an extra $15,000 a year just so you can go to school by the beach. Yeah, and he's loving. He loves Texas Tech, so he's having a blast. Does he own a gun yet? Uh, several. I think everyone in Texas. I think <laughs> they give to, you a I gun. Think. Yeah, his frat gave him a gun and some boots. He showed that. up in his Pink Floyd T-shirt, and now he's got guns and boots, <laughs> and probably a Texas flag. Uh, no, no, no flag yet. That's coming. So, yep. Lone Star State. I, I, I'm fascinated when I travel to Texas. There's there's counties where you can't buy liquor, and yep. then like two streets over, you can. I'm like, this is a messed up state. Like, it's just, there's no consistency from county to county or street to street at times. Well, Lubbock is really funny because it's like outside of the campus, it's very redneck, right? And, yeah. And, but the campus is a lot of Austin, Dallas kids. Yeah, yeah. So the culture of the campus and the kids are great. Do you remember one of the greatest scenes in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Oh my gosh. When he visited the Alamo? <laughs> One of the greatest scenes. <laughs> have you not seen that movie recently? I have not seen it recently at all. I don't know. Did it age well for your kids? It did aged they... amazing. Wow. My, kid, my kids went through all five. They went through everything they could find Pee Wee. Really? Yeah. And it was just because I was like, that was one of my favorite movies when I was their age. And uh, he goes to the, uh, the Alamo and everyone starts singing Deep in the Heart of Texas. And at the chorus, they go... Clap it and stuff. Yep, it's, it's, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> I tried to forget for 25 years, but thank you. Did you do uh, 529 plans and stuff like that for yeah. your son? Yep. You still recommend those? Oh, absolutely. But you got to ha- you have to fund your retirement first. Okay. So it just it, it makes me so sad, you especially see single parents that oh my gosh, I got to save for my kid's college. And right. so before they max out their 401k and do a Roth for themselves, they're saving in a 529 plan. And you're like, what are you doing? You, know, you can't work much past say 70. Yeah, but your kids can pay off their own loans, and sometimes in that situation, the more you save, the less chance you'll have for financial aid. So the five twenty nine okay. plans, in terms of socking money away, are the best places to sock money, right? Because they count less towards the FAFSA, the financial aid. But what's even better is if you pay down your mortgage or your home equity line of credit, right. and you have less cash showing available to pay for that kid's college. I'm going to be honest. This grants is, you're, you're talking beyond me, like. I want to wealth accumulate. I don't want to manage all that kind of information. That's why CFPs exist. Like you said, it's a job that's not going to go away. You want to hear a sad one? Yeah. CTA yeah. executive, California Teachers Association, mm-hmm. represents their union and you know helps educate the young teachers and such of uh, you know what to expect. And you, you have a retirement plan, but it's not really a retirement plan. You need to supplement it. But she sent her daughter to NYU and to pay for it, um, she took out basically three hundred thousand dollar loan on her home. 
So she had her home paid uh, off, and she takes it out. And you know what her daughter got a degree in? English. No, even worse. Theater. Oh, my gosh. Theater. Now, I've seen some lovely photos, and she's a beautiful girl. She is. Um, and she's a beautiful daughter, and she's got a heart of gold. But there's not a lot of high-paying jobs in theater. and It's so competitive. No, you either make it or you, you're a waitress at that and point. Even right? if you make it, if you look at the IMBD on some actors, their net worth is sometimes like, and you know them, mm-hmm. like $10 million. Now, that's not very much, all things considered. Considering you're the one who made it, you know, (laughs) the waiters and the waitresses who didn't make it, it ain't $10 million. So anyway, college degree. That is, that is sad. I mean, she's going to, as a teacher, they don't make enough money as it is. And now she's going to have, be strapped with that debt throughout her life, throughout her retirement. She's never going to be able to pay that off unless the daughter happens to make it big. Right. And a um, big chance to take. I, I, yeah, it's a very, very big chance. Yeah. And again, it, maybe she finds a great husband. You know, maybe she's not the breadwinner. Maybe she got a you know a, a degree in you know uh, Mrs. University kind of thing. Um, there's there's a lot that's going on there. And um, again, I'm not knocking anyone for what their life choices are. I just I think there there should be some consideration. Like you said, something harsh. I'm not going to send my kid to San Diego State and pay fifteen thousand dollars more a year, sixty thousand dollars more, and you could probably afford it. Yeah. All things considered. So these are life decisions. These are financial decisions. Come tomorrow to meet CFP Chad Burton. He's doing an event from 930 to 1130. It's really for people who are wealthy and near retirement or in retirement. Um, That's the idea. But you could come. Um, Then there's going to be an event that's a little bit more, how shall we say, investing 201 in the afternoon from 1 to 3. It's in San Jose at the Rotary Summit Center. There's a lot of information at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. You could sign up using the code RADIO25, and you can see the conversations that we're going to have tomorrow range from hardcore financial information to real-life scenarios. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. My parent company is on the conservative side, to say the least. And this is Mizio, and the song is called I Keep on Throwing Middle Fingers in the Air. Whoa. But you know how I get away with it? At the start of the show, it says Rob Black's irreverent. So every time I get talked to by management, I'm like, but I'm irreverent. Right? But yeah, sometimes you do feel like throwing middle fingers at, and I don't. I, I grew up in a family where we had some class. I've never given anyone a middle finger. I don't believe it. I I'm pretty sure you gave me the middle finger before. There's no way. Really? So, yeah. I have to think back. What I did, um, and I always thought this was funny. Me neither. <laughs> Chad's one to my zero. Um, <laughs> but um, what I did was I did something kind of funny. Um, 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 what did I do? What did I do? Um, oh, like if someone cuts me off, instead of throwing the middle finger at them, I wave to them. I smile like I'm like not very smart. Like, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. And that pisses them off even more. Oh, you do? If you, if, if you like give the thumbs up with a smile yeah. instead of doing something like that, that doesn't really... You're a very rude do it. person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You I'm shouldn't treat people that way. Pass. I'm going to get kicked out of here? You might. Mm. So We'll take it up with the courts. With that said, big event tomorrow in San Jose. Um, you know, it's, it's clearly um, a lot of information. And it talks a lot about financial planning and getting your retirement. That's a big issue. As I've gotten older, um, you know, my I'm not thinking like, hey, I'm going to live forever. Now I'm starting to think like I got to leave a legacy, and I do want to leave a legacy. Um, so I'm looking forward to your event tomorrow, nine thirty to eleven thirty. The retirement income, wealth preservation, tax issues. Uh, people can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. 
um, and use the code radio 25. I just downloaded all the downloadables so I could take a look at them today. Um, and that's there too. So talking about, um, the market, we're always looking for the next boogeyman. And, um, I've always said inflation is the boogeyman. Like that's the, for the big picture, that's the boogeyman. You got to keep up with inflation. So your money lasts as long as you can. But corporate debt, the last major recession was started probably because we gave too many loans. We gave too much debt to people and houses that really didn't deserve it. And the first sign of the economy slowed down, people lost houses. And when people lose houses, banks lose money. Um, and when banks lose money, they don't lend money and it gets tight and credit gets a problem. And uh, it, it's it, the opposite's happening now. It's, it's on the corporate level. It's not on the housing market. The housing market's pretty tight, it looks like. Um, loans have been very, very reasonably vetted in the last five years, although it's starting to get a little bit easier. So says my mortgage guy. Um, what do you think about corporate debt right now, Chad? Cause that seems to be it, it, David Tice. He, he's a, a, a super short guy. He hates mm-hmm. the market. He hates everything. And he once was on my show and I started the interview. I booked him and I go, I don't like you. And it's because he's negative on the market. Right. And it, I was just a jerk. I was younger. Um, it's just a jerk thing to say. Um, and then we went on to argue, and he's like, oh, yeah, the market's going to end badly. Um, do you have that pessimism, or is there any of that in you? Because there's a little bit of it creeping into me because of financial media outside of my show. Um, if I log into Bloomberg, if I watch a little TV. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you have to have dueling opinions to make good TV, but... It does. Here's the issue where where you're starting to see it, right, is the only thing that is concerning because these stories come again and it seems like it's always the same story, different actors in it. Um, we don't have a debt level issue at the consumer level, but there's debt issues at the corporate level, like you just said, and you can see it in the Russell 2000. So if we look at the stock market, you know, this year was interesting because we rallied the first seven, eight days, like six or 7%. And then we had a, like 11% pullback and then the market flatlined until about, May, July timeframe, right around in there. And then it started to go up again. And small caps rallied 14%. They were up 14% on the Russell 2000 at 1% at, at one point this year. And the idea was, is, oh, the trade wars are kicking in. So that means smaller U.S.-based companies aren't going to have to deal with the trade war issues. Okay. So they rallied. And you get this, you know, FOMO kind of a situation. Everybody jumps into the same thing. For those who don't know, FOMO. Fear of missing out. That gotcha. Yeah. Fear of missing out and being scared and selling at the bottom are the two biggest investing mistakes that you can make. You know, someone's written an entire book with emojis and things like FOMO. An entire book. Entire so you book. have to. Which is only like 14 pages long. Oh, okay. But what so a waste. A little story. So fear of missing out. Is, is that a real thing in your world or is it a, a thing oh in the consumer gosh. world? The, the toughest part of fear of missing out is that people that are in retirement, when you're trying to stick with the strategy that I always talk about for the last 19 years with you on radio, almost 20 now, is. Three years worth of portfolio draws in cash, the rest in a balanced portfolio. And when the market starts to do extremely well, like 20% plus the S&P last year, 30% plus on the emerging markets last year, they start to say, oh, well, this is, this is going to just continue to run. It's a new economy, you know, terms like that. So they think they want to become more aggressive. And they, why is this cash sitting there doing nothing when the market's doing so well? And then they they won't listen and they, they try to become more aggressive or they won't peel the gains off the table for the year that they've made. And then they're the first people that call when there's a tiny little dip, you know, the market, when it corrected was still only down about three and a half, four 4% for the year. Right. It was off the highs, 
But for the year, it was barely down, and they're freaking out. Now, as a certified financial planner who represents these people mm-hmm. or has a relationship with them, I don't know if it's representing is the right word, do you panic a little bit, or do you jump? Do you get in front of their panic and send out a letter like, hey, the market's dipped 5%, we're cool with it, or well, do you wait? A little bit of both. What I see is if I, if I hear my advisors having the same conversation over and over again with clients. Yeah then you know that everybody's concerned about, about thinking the same thing. And so then we'll do a blast email or a client webinar to explain where everything is. Yeah. I think um, that's a good idea. Yeah. And uh, quarterly letters uh, that New Focus Financial puts out, um, they do a lot to calm people. Yeah. They explain, you know, what's going on or what we're seeing per se. Just putting in perspective too. I mean, 2017 was zero volatility. Every month was positive. Isn't that great? It's the first year that that's happened. I don't, it definitely in my t- almost 25 years in the business, but also I think ever, I think it was the first year that that happened as far yeah. as I know. Um, so there was no volatility. Now there's a return of volatility. People forgot what it feels like. And now media yeah. is even worse. And you get comfortable with it. And then when there is on unvol- volatility, you become very uncomfortable. Right. So what's media worse about? Oh, they just try to get eyeballs because they're having trouble selling advertising. All advertising is going online to Facebook and Instagram and places like that. So they have, you know, Bloomberg's not as bad as, say, CNBC. Okay, There's yeah. more data behind Bloomberg, but most people, unless they're a professional, don't like Bloomberg. It's extremely dry. I really like Bloomberg. I, I like finding shows on Bloomberg mm-hmm. and then getting the podcasts of them. Yeah. Because not everything on Bloomberg's great. When they start talking about Harvard football for 15 minutes. I, I, I've missed I, that one. I, well, they, they play Harvard football on their radio station, so they bring the coach in. It's like we play the Barracuda, so we have the Barracuda coach. Oh, so in. you mean the, the Bay Area. Okay. Yeah, got it. Um, and I, I want to put a ch- one chamber in the gun and spin it every time they have a Harvard football coach on. <laughs> because Harvard football, is the, they have a great tradition, but, man, it's blustery. So I understand why people don't go to Bloomberg, but they do have some really great shows on tech. They've got some great shows on big perspective. Mm-hmm. They've got some great guests. I think some of the best, they don't talk to them in a three minute time frame. They talk to them. Yeah. In they let it play out instead yeah. of being a news bite or a clip that freaks everybody out at the bottom or gets everybody piled into the same stock at the top. Yeah. Um, it, so it, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's just bad on what's going on in media, but where are we going? Corporate debt? Where did we, well, where we uh, before we get to corporate debt, let's finish this media thing. Cause I actually heard this this morning on CNBC while I drive, I listen to CNBC during the commercials. So I go to Bloomberg kind of thing, back and forth. Um, and I, I I'm not a big Jim Cramer fan cause I think he's blustery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough to get through. I think he's smart. I think he's good for the market. Um, I don't think he's always right. I think he sounds like he's always right. And I think that's dangerous, but he said, you know, people bought Apple when David Tepper bought Apple, people sold Apple when David Tepper sold Apple. And guess what station <laughs> Tepper was on to promote this CNBC. So it's really, it's self-serving on a lot of levels to, mm-hmm. to get a great you know call, but it's also not what you're supposed to do. He goes, he doesn't manage your money. So don't, don't follow Tepper because he's not managing your money. And that's tough to do because media is seductive. You're like, well, Tepper's the greatest investor of all time. And I do like Tepper a lot. Mm-hmm. I like reading his stuff. Not necessarily watching his stuff. Well, when the market is, is, you know, has a pullback or whatever, then they'll get all the people that are always perma bears. Yeah. People that were, might've gotten 2008 right. And they've been negative on the market ever since. And then all of a sudden the market has a pullback and they get put back on media and freak people out. So, I mean, those, these guys have cost their investors 300% from the bottom because they, they hedge, stayed negative. That's why hedge funds are starting to fail pretty aggressively. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. And the reason why is because back in the day, you know, we used to have to wait for magazines to pick mutual funds. Okay. Prior to oh, yeah. dial up internet. 
And now the information is ready and available. So the hedge funds don't have an advantage anymore. They're just, it's not. Now there is a problem with just going 100% passive in certain areas. I think passive investing in large cap, you could be fine in that area. Okay. S&P 500 or more of an equal weighted index or like a dividend achiever index. Sure. Small cap indexing is kind of reminding me a little bit of 07. Okay. Where all the, or 06, where all of a sudden management in terms of paying attention to the price you're paying for a stock went out the window, just buy the indexes. In the Russell 2000, I've been talking about this lately because some of the small cap managers that concentrate on what they pay for the stocks right. that have been successful over 10, 15 year periods are not doing great against the Russell. But you look at the Russell, 33% of the companies don't have earnings. And the debt levels... And they have debt. Earnings the debt no levels debt. are extremely high, higher than they've been in a long, long time. So think, of it, small your, think of it as your uncle who has debt and no job. Yeah. So it doesn't end well. No, it, it, it doesn't end well. So you have to pay attention to what you're paying in the stocks. So that's why you know growth has outperformed value, but you're starting to see growth stocks like NVIDIA today getting hammered because they didn't meet expectations. So you got to pay attention to value. You got to have a little value in your portfolio. Big event coming up tomorrow. Roughly 24 hours from now, 930 to 1130, CFP Chad Burton will be going about wealth preservation, income planning, and retirement. A lot of tax talk, too. It's a good event. Lots of information. Get to meet a CFP. Get to talk with a CFP. See if a CFP is right for you. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We're talking a little bit about retirement today because we have CFP extraordinaire, Chad Burton, in studio. We probably can't call him extraordinaire because that's a false claim and I shouldn't necessarily put it tied to him. But he's a good, <laughs> he and I have become friends through working together. Um, and I, I admire him. So I say things like extraordinary, um, because talking to other CFPs, they look at him and they go, that guy goes to all links for his clients, which I really appreciate, uh, because not everyone does that. Well, so, you. um, whether it's a mechanic or a baker, when people do their job above and beyond, it's super appreciated. Uh, my kid's teacher, um, plays music in the morning and basically to get the kids like happy songs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a letter saying, your kid makes me smile every day when he dances. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's going above and beyond. Teachers aren't supposed to do that. So anyhow, we got a big event coming up tomorrow. <clears throat> Come meet Chad and the team. New Focus Financial at the Rotary Summit Center in San Jose. We don't get to San Jose a lot. So the turnout will decide if we go there as we plan our events for next year. Um, so show up and represent San Jose. Uh, good time. Uh, your event ends at 1130. So there's so many great lunch spots close by. And shopping spots if people want to get a jump on the holidays. Uh, the Tech Museum is close by. The Museum of Modern Art is close by. San Jose is a nice city. And uh, I remember when I came to the Bay Area, uh, one of the newspapers guy, he really, really liked me, um, Brad Cava. Mm-hmm. And he did media reviews, and he loved the radio show, and he invited me down to San Jose to show it to me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not quite San Francisco. I was a little underwhelmed. But as I've gotten older, I like being under. I like underwhelming. So... Also, some good companies there, Adobe, um, a lot of accounting companies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyhow, uh, so NSA, come on out Saturday, 930, 1130, meet CFP, Chad Burton. I'll be doing an event from one to three. Mine's kind of more big picture um, and not necessarily a bullet shot in retirement, but mine's like, if you do these things right, you get to retirement. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio 25. Do you think we hit everything we needed to 
about the impending doom and gloom that's always around the corner that sometimes never comes to fruition. And, you know, is it going to be the small caps to bring us down or is it going to be Freddy Krueger? Right. Here's here's the deal, because everybody's talks about, oh, you know, higher rates, higher rates, higher rates. Right. Rates are yeah. lower on the 10 year treasury right now than they were in mid-May. Okay. We, we've hit now below. It's three, not a little less than three point one percent. And twenty years ago, when I bought a house, my interest rate was eight percent. Today, yeah. it would be close to five, four and a mm-hmm. half. Still cheap by that's historical still, standards. Yeah. So that's why the Fed does want to normalize rates because if we do go through the next larger recession, they need something to, to help us with. And the you know the ten year Treasury is looking at kind of the global economy, and they are seeing a bit of a slowdown because of this trade issue because of these. Things that need to be renegotiated. Um, so everybody's worried about rates going a lot higher, and the the Feds aren't going to continue to raise rates. And if the economy around the world is showing signs of a slowdown, right. they already softened a little bit on this last, you know, Fed meeting. Um, not much. The, the biggest issue with court, yeah, not a not lot, much, but yeah. they, but they, the data is not quite there yet. You know, we're starting to see it in, in companies that are showing reports like if the semiconductors or applied materials. Yeah. Um, you know, but Boeing's doing well, you know, so it's, it's a little bit of a mix right now. Yeah, and even um, the companies that are doing bad, they, they're they probably glad for the environment we're in, all things considered, compared to where they were 10 years ago. Well, they have a big tax cut, so that, that'll help offset some of the problems. But, you know, the imports from China haven't slowed down. It's the exports to China that have slowed down. So it's not working yet. <laughs> it's not easy to win, like some people say. Um, the, the small cap issue is that, you know. Let's talk about China for one more second. Okay. I don't think Trump is wrong for wanting to renegotiate deals that are 30 years old. Right. I think after 30 years of marriage, you should renegotiate your marriage. I think after 30, 30 <laughs> years ago, my house was different. I wish I had kept it, but I didn't have the money to. I mean, there's ways of looking at it that, like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Status quo is. I don't right. mind change. Mm-hmm. But markets don't like change. People don't like change. And that's kind of where I'm going. If the change is certain and the change is known, yeah. markets don't have any problem with it because they know. I mean, these are companies. It's not, the market isn't a living, breathing thing. These are individual companies that have revenue, expenses, and then profit. Yeah, and the IRS classifies companies as living beings, like humans. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the way you should look at it. If like the if a company's losing money and not earning money and has a lot of debt, you probably wouldn't lend money to your uncle if he was losing money, borrowing a lot of money, and then losing it and right. never really showing anything in return. Do you, would you be, would that be as simple as like I've started thinking? I think maybe we all should go like Warren Buffett and go cash flow because cash flow seems to be blood to companies, and uh, he loves companies with good cash flows. Oh man, that's that's the best way. If you're you know twenty, thirty, forty years old, what do you concentrate on? Assets that have cash flow. Okay. Buy dividend paying stocks. Yeah. Save enough money to eventually buy you know real estate where you can put thirty percent down and still have positive cash flow after you rent it out and have a more property manager. Eventually, that property will be paid off, and you have another asset that's giving you cash flow in retirement. So if you can retire with a bunch of real estate assets and stocks that pay dividends that continually increase their dividends year over year over year, yeah. and you don't ever have to touch principal, you will be a very happy person. Don't you wish you could tell your 18-year-old self that? Oh, man. I know. Yep. So when Warren Buffett dies, uh, I haven't had whiskey in over five years. Someone gave me a $500 bottle of whiskey for my birthday. I think when Warren Buffett dies, I should shine that thing off. I cannot get a taste for whiskey. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. But it just doesn't work for me. I know. And I, but this is Japanese whiskey. It's unbelievable. Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Which again, I've got a friend who I won't go into it. Um, let's talk about the event tomorrow. Cause uh, I think that's what we're really here to promote on a lot of levels. 
It's going to be at the Rotary Center in San Jose. What do you think? What are you going to be talking about? Who should come, in, in your opinion, to see you talk? Well, the two events are very different. I mean, the, the morning event is I already have assets. I think within 10 years I'll be able to retire or I'm in retirement. So it's how do you draw? Okay. And how do you change your mind in terms of now I'm investing for growth. Now I'm going to have to set myself up to get through good markets and bad markets. And I'm going to have to go from I need to pay the least amount of taxes this year to the idea I need to pay a very low tax rate over 30 plus years. Okay. So, and how to deal with market corrections, how to rebalance your portfolio, take income from it. Last thing you want to do is invest for only income right now in a rising rate environment. That'll damage you. So people can go to newfocusfinancial.com. If you punch in your email address, uh, you can download all the downloadables. Some of them tie directly into what he was saying there for the event tomorrow. Um, but it's 9.30 a.m. Show up at 9. It's easy, easy covered parking. So you don't even have to get out of shelter to get into the event. And uh, it's a good way to stay out of the smoke tomorrow. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.